your team's front office crashes and burns, Zach, Alex, and Andrew will take the wheel. We'll take, take the, the wheel. wheel. Make sure to subscribe and rate us five stars because you're listening to the Backseat GM Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Backseat GM. I'm Backseat GM Zach Cisco. I'm here with my co-host Alex Lopez and Andrew Lampke. How's it going, Zach? How's it going? Hello. Uh, we're doing this on Zoom again, so sorry if we sound a little weird. Uh, but man, this week, all week I kept thinking about is, Andrew, do you have a spicy take? Did you think about it all week? I have. I've been killing me. Um, yeah, we've got some recent news coming up with uh, Roquan Smith, which I'm sure we'll be talking about later for a little bit. Okay. But looking at that Bears team, Ooh. I think there's uh, some things that they need. And definitely. Specifically on the offensive side. Now, I think if they go into the season where they're at, that they're just going to be screwed and they're going to screw up Justin Fields. And I think they have two options. I think that they could bundle either whether it's a draft pick or Roquan Smith, and they do something where they can get a receiver uh, to go with Darnell uh, Moody or not Moody. Uh, Moody. 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 (laughs) Moses Moody. No. Um, Because there's some receivers that could be on the market that I like. (laughs) Or the other option, which might be better in my opinion, is the Bears just simply trade Justin Justin Fields and tank pretty much and look to 2023. What do you guys think about that? Sounds pretty crazy, Andrew. I don't like the the second option that you said you liked better at all. It doesn't make any sense to me. I feel like they had a little something, you know, shows potential with Justin Fields, I'm I'm kind of a believer on him. I make it doesn't make any sense to get rid of, you know, that side of the ball and then like completely to me. I definitely need a receiver, but like you said, I, I mean, it takes a signing. And then Mooney, he showed a lot of potential last year. You get you know get one good signing or one one good trade, like you said, and you know you got a decent receiving core. I feel like Mooney is pretty good. Um, it's still up in the air whether he has the ability to be a wide receiver one, which I guess we'll see this year. But there are, like I said, some receivers that I could like, uh, such as uh, Brandon Cooks, for example. Because, uh, you know, the Texans need a lot of defense. If What if there was a deal for, like, Roquan Smith and a late-round draft pick for Brandon Cooks? Yeah, I mean... I'd be pretty happy as a Bears fan in that situation. I mean, I would I wouldn't be happy losing Rokon Smith, but if he, you know, if he wants a giant contract and the Bears don't want to give it to him, why not? Do you, you see any receivers on the market, Alex, that you might like? Because I there's a good amount. What are the what are those receivers you're talking about? I'm trying to think of some, and I can't. I have uh so yeah, Brandon Cooks, Robbie Anderson, Kenny Galladay. Uh, Corey Davis and Denzel Mims were a couple of main ones that came to mind. I don't know how many of those are number ones. I was going to say, none of them sound like a... Maybe Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. Good replacement. Maybe Corey Davis, but really, even if... Like, Mooney has that chance to be the wide receiver one, but they just need two solid options, because right now, they don't have anyone besides Mooney. All the guys have gotten hurt. Cole Komet's going to step up this year. I mean, he could, but he's still... He's not a receiver, though. Not a... No, but... I mean, he, he's kind of a receiver. 
I mean, he's a tight end, so he's half he's a receiver. A tight end who receives the ball. Not like Kyle Pitts, though. Now that's an actual receiver who's playing tight end. Yeah, I don't know. See, now this is kind of what I was talking about when I said, you know, I can't think of any receiver that are really on the market. The ones you named, like you said, Brandon Cooks and Corey Davis are probably the only ones I'm even interested in out of that list. And Why would I want a giant Kenny Galloway contract or, you know, Mims hasn't done anything. It's just, that'd be just based off potential. Well, that's partially why I think the better option could be trading Justin Fields and tanking. There aren't a ton of teams now that the offseason's over that are still interested in going for a quarterback. But even a team like the Buccaneers, who have Tom Brady about to retire. I was just going to ask you, like, who, who would you see like Justin Fields getting traded to? Because I don't know who's willing to give up. Like, what are they? What would they have to give up? A first or a player? I don't know. Like, what team could Justin Fields go to that makes sense right now? Honestly, my favorite option really is the Buccaneers because I'm not a big fan of Justin Fields. I've never been a believer of Justin Fields, even watching his college film. But to sit behind Tom Brady and actually learn that Buccaneers offense, and then once Tom Brady retires, he'll be set with such a good offensive line and good receivers. Like, that's the best case scenario for Justin Fields and could be a great case scenario for the Bucs. I they already kind of have a a young guy sitting behind Brady and Kyle Trask, though. Oh man, he looks awful. He looks well. I mean, he looks awful. It's kind of the same thing you're saying, though. It's giving me a couple of years behind Tom Brady. And... Yeah, but there's a difference between a a guy who's a first round pick and a guy who goes in round two that should not have gone in round two at all. Yeah, and no, I, like, I think I like Justin. Go ahead, Alex. No, I was just gonna say, like, I guess it'd be you know that'd be good for Justin Fields because I don't know, I don't. How good is he really going to be on the Bears? Like, the Bears have been a bad franchise for a while. Yeah. And if he maybe if he went to Tampa, I guess it'd be better for him. But and I think it'd be better for the Bears because right now, like I said, if they don't get a receiver to pair with Mooney, they don't have another option really. Like they're like Justin Fields is going to look awful whether he's good or bad because one his offensive line is not that great, but then he doesn't have any great receivers really. Actually, I thought of a team that kind of I wouldn't mind them seeing him on, even though they're in the same division as the Niners. What about the Seahawks? That's about the only team that needs a quarterback right now, like really badly. They got two good receivers, a good coach, kind of. They just paid, yeah, they just paid one. So, I mean, it would have to be Tyler Lockett, right? Yeah, I mean, are you talking about not, you're not trading the receivers? You're just saying Justin Fields. No, no, I'm saying like gotcha. Justin Fields gets traded to the Seahawks. I almost like the idea of uh, them tr- the Bears trading for Tyler Lockett now that you bring that up, though, Zach. I mean, I, I don't think the Seahawks are going to do that. No, because they just got Drew Locke in that deal for Russell Wilson stuff. But I mean, I don't know if they want Drew Locke either, but it's just I just don't think you're going to get the value you want for Justin Fields as a Bears fan. What do you think his value is right now? I, I, that, I, don't think that's, I don't think that's what matters. I think what I'm saying is, like, you know, you spent draft capital getting – Justin Fields, he looked decent his first year. Not amazing, but he looks like he has potential. And when you have something like that, it's hard to give up for nothing. So, yeah, yeah. if you get Tyler Lockett for it, I think it's a good trade. But I just don't think you're going to get Tyler Lockett for it. The Bears would look pretty bad, too, if they just trade him a year after drafting him. And they gave up – what did they give up? Uh, 
to to move up. They to, did move up, yeah. They gave up another first, I think, yeah. Damn. So yeah, I mean, I just that'd be pretty stupid of them. Yeah, that's what I mean. That especially they forgot that they moved up too. Like especially after you know giving up so much draft capital, let this kid try at least. And that's- the Bears, the Bears are not in that mentality either. Like win next year like i think the coaches and the gm the coach and the gm need to win this year they're probably going to lose their job mm-hmm. that's the problem that i see though like in my opinion justin fields is going to look awful this year because of what he has around him which is why they need to bring in or call up at least you know hey we have guys like raquan smith even eddie jackson which they should look to trade because he's 28 already like we have these guys um, we're interested in Brandon Cooks, blah, blah, blah. Let's get a deal done. Well, I mean, they got rid of Khalil Mack and stuff. It sounds like they might be on that path, right? Yeah, I mean, I think they need to be. They Their team is older than it should be for where they're at as a and if they're And if they're sticking with, like you said, if they're going that direction, why not keep Justin Fields and have a young quarterback, you know, go through this rebuild with them? And if it doesn't work out, go for another one. I just don't think it will work out where they're at. And do you really think he was that bad last year, though? Like, against I mean, the Niners, he really – he had, like, his moments, like, where he – you know, he had some nasty plays, like, he was isn't running around. Isn't that all you can ask for? Like, year one, like, you know, not everybody's going to come out and, you know, be Joe Burrow. It's like he didn't have Joe Burrow expectations, but – you know, when I exactly the games I saw him play, it's like that kid looks like he has potential, and that's all I can ask yeah, for. Yeah, some Bears flashes. Yeah, it looks like you know he could actually be an NFL quarterback. I just don't think he. I, well, again, there's a little bit of bias because I wasn't a huge fan of him in college, but I don't I think, know. I, I think even like in college, watching your evaluation on Justin Fields, I think the thing that I took away from it mostly is you were hating on him. But at the end, you would always say, but, oh, yeah, but he's like, he's got this, which is great for the NFL, this, which is great for the NFL. It's like, yeah, that's why they're going to draft him because he's like a kid who's like already, you know, he's got these intangibles and these things that you can't teach that are ready for the NFL, like his size and stuff. It was like all the things you said is like, yeah, that's why he's going in the first round. It's not because he's an amazing quarterback right now, but it's like he's got these things that you can't teach that is like NFL ready, I think. And that's why. I liked him going into it. It's different from guys like Jordan Love who got drafted in the first round because Jordan Love was pure potential while Justin Fields was thought of as he's got some potential, not like Josh Allen or Jordan Love potential, but he's got – he's good now and has some potential. Yeah, that's that's what I think. That's what I think. I think he was pretty – you know, when you watched him, a lot of people thought he was kind of NFL ready. And I thought he had an NFL body. And I don't know. I liked it. I like giving him a chance. I don't think he was bad last year at all. Like you said, especially with what he had and stuff. It's really not that different from last year. I think there's three end results to this season. I think if they stay with the team they have right now, and whether they trade Roquan Smith or not, they end up with a top 10, maybe even top five draft pick. And Justin Fields looks bad, doesn't have much help, but he doesn't look great. And the Bears aren't looking great for the future with their guys getting old. I think the second option is they trade for a receiver and they look, you know, Justin Fields looks a little better. They have some older guys. They got to figure out cap space and all that, but Justin Fields has some help. Whether they have to give up draft capital or whatever, at least 
the QB looks good. And then the third option is they, like I said, when they trade Justin Fields, they can also trade some of their older guys and basically just rebuild, look to 2023 for the future. I don't know. I think they should have, if they were going to do that, like trade for a receiver, like the top receiver, they should have done it already. It seems a little late. Like it's already training camp started. And uh, I don't know if anyone's going to make that move right now, like trade one of their best receivers. Yeah. So that's it's, it's like, who's like available right now. I don't like what I'm looking at. I mean, yeah, the, the bears, I think the GM's Ryan Pace still uh, terrible job <laughs> trying to protect and give weapons to Justin Fields, but Based on where they are now, I think they've got to try for something. I don't hate Ken, uh, Kenny Holiday, or Galladay, like you said. Maybe that's like their best option. But Kenny Galladay is so much money right now, and he was awful last year. Wasn't he hurt last year? I don't know how much he was hurt last year. I think I think he was hurt last year. Like he wasn't bad with the Lions. I don't know. I remember no, doing I like pretty him good. The Lions, and that's why he got paid so much, and he just. He didn't do anything on the on the Giants. I don't think that'd be a bad option, but I doubt they'll do it. Any of those options are better than what the Bears have right now, besides Mooney. Like the other receivers are Bayless Jones Jr., which is like a 25-year-old rookie. And then they got uh uh I can't remember his name. Oh, Nikhil Harry. <laughs> so it's not yeah. very good. Yeah, I mean that makes me sound makes me think they're like on the rebuilding track already. So I mean maybe they will start dealing Rokon and Eddie and whoever they're what's his name other defensive guys um, Robert Quinn maybe? Robert Quinn he had a good year last year. Yeah, he's thirty one though. I know that's what I mean. I don't know why you would want to keep him in this scenario. I guess, but that's why he should be the GM of the Bears. Who? You. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, we can move on to just some sports news. Uh, there's really not too much going on right now. Um, things I got. Um, we got so a couple trade requests. We're talking about one a lot uh, right now. But Rokon Smith on the Bears requests a trade, or he wants he wants to get paid or trade. Um, and Kareem Hunt, same scenario. He seems a little more upset to me than Roquan does, but. Kareem Hyde wants to get paid or get trade, traded as well. And if anybody have any thoughts on those two trades where maybe, you know, who should get paid, who should get traded? Um, I, I think that Kareem should get traded. And I think – I don't know what Raquan Smith is asking for. He's definitely worth money more than Kareem Hunt is, though, especially position so. value-wise. Yeah, position value I get, but Kareem's really good. Yeah, but they already have Nick Chubb, and I get that Kareem Hunt does stuff different from Nick Chubb, and he takes some, you know, carries and hits away from what Nick Chubb's going to get on his body, but I just still. think with what Kareem Hunt brings to that team with Chubb, like that, you know, how good both of those guys are, it just makes their offense so dynamic. It's, it's pretty awesome to watch, but yeah, I, I knew it couldn't last forever. Um, and yeah, obviously, I mean, I'd rather have Nick Chubb. How many seasons has he been with the Browns now? Like at least two, right? Maybe three. One, yeah, I think at least three. Oh, I was gonna say. So yeah, I don't know. He's been making like no money with yeah. for the Browns just because of what happened before he signed with them, mm-hmm. and they were like the only team to really give him a chance. So like now he's like, all right, now I need to get paid. But if they don't have Deshaun Watson, like say he gets suspended all year, 
Yeah. And they don't if they don't trade for like Jimmy, like Brissett's not taking them like maybe they'll make the playoffs, but because they have a good team. Mm-hmm. But I doubt it. So maybe they should trade them for to a contender, like yeah. someone that can use them. Yeah, I guess you're right. Is there, do you have? I have a pretty good team that I would think could actually use him. You guys have I was something just like that? To, no, I was just trying to think of somebody like, but I couldn't really think of a good good team. Andrew, you usually get this. Um, I haven't thought about it. I can look while you give your team though. I'm interested yeah, to hear yours. I think well. When you look at this team, they've had some good running backs in the past that kind of went away when we talk about Kenyon Drake. And then they had James Conner, who was great last year. But I think adding Kareem Hunt to the Cardinals offense would be pretty disgusting. I think, you know, they got, was it Rondo Moore as their backup right now? He's he's the receiver. Oh, receiver. Who's the? Oh, man, I know who it is. It's clearly no one special. Anyway, just adding, I think Hunt could have a big, kind of do what they do now, but I don't think James Conner has a big contract or anything. You can add him to the Cardinals and make their defense a lot, or their offense a lot more dynamic and, you know, take some pressure off Kyler Murray. I like the idea of him being there. We've seen what other running backs can do with the Cardinals. It feels like Cardinals have, like, running backs that kind of stand out a year, and then they're gone. Like, David Johnson used to do it, then Kenyon Drake came in, now James Conner last year. I think Kareem Hunt could be one of those guys. What if the AFC West makes another trade? Like, if he goes to the, the Raiders? I feel like the Raiders would that'd make them, because that, that division and, I mean, the conference. It makes more sense, ups, yeah. It makes more sense than the Cardinals to actually do good. it. Yeah. I mean, the Raiders, they've always got those troublemakers, so it fits in. Yeah. I mean, just, Josh Jacobs is good, but, like, a one-two punch with them together, that'd be nasty. Yeah, because, I mean, Kenyon Drake on the Raiders was supposed to be that one-two punch last year, and he wasn't, and Kareem Hunt could do that. I no, kind of like that. I kind of like the Raiders, too. I mean, the only teams I'm really seeing that – my work are the Bills, but they have a ton of running backs on their roster already who've been pretty average, but they're all young and could be good. They just drafted uh, Kamara, no? Or not Kamara, Cook. Yeah, James Cook. His brother, uh, Dalvin Cook's brother. And he's yeah, kind of they... like the same thing, you know, like receiving. And he's kind of like a Kareem Hunt, like a smaller Kareem Hunt. That's the thing. That's why I don't think it's necessarily a great fit for the Bills, but – I don't know. Maybe the Ravens would be my only other team that I could see. Yeah, that'd be good. And the Browns would never put it in the same division, but yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Um, what that about Roquan Smith? I know, Andrew, you obviously want to trade him. Alex, would you pay Roquan? Or... Um, yeah, I think I would just because you want to help Justin Fields. And I know it's on the other side of the ball, but it's not going to help if your defense sucks too. Yeah, you know, I think like, uh, I think I'm on the side of paying him as well because he's not even old. You know, no, he's I mean, 25. That's what I mean. He's he's not even old. Like, why not have a if you have a linebacker that good who's 25? I say pay him, and then you know he's on he's like the same timeline as Justin Fields, honestly. So the Bears kind of need him because all the other guys are getting old on defense. I know that's why you're, why are you trading him though? Well, he's not the main one I was trading. Kareem Hunt was the main one I was trading. I asked one. Well, he, it depends on how much he's asking because he, he's, yeah. he's trying to get paid too much. I'm asking like, the tough questions, Andrew. Well, are you talking about like highest paid linebacker? We, or like, no, 
I don't know what he's asking I'm, for, honestly. I doubt he's asking for that, but you never know. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I just I just like fair. his age for that, you know, whatever he whatever he's asking for. I think it makes sense. Like I said, he's he's a piece. Mm-hmm. Um see, other only other news I got. Well, I guess we can go to preseason. Anybody have any thoughts on you know the first week of preseason? I know it's exciting, football's kind of back. Kind of. I never really tend to care about preseason too much still, sadly. But any takes of preseason so far? Um, the only things I really care about when I watch preseason are how the rookies that I yeah like scouting, how the, how uh, they've been playing. But it's always a crapshoot. Like, I think it was, like, Mahomes during training camp, I remember his uh, rookie year or second year was doing absolutely awful in his training camp. And then preseason, he looked really good. And then uh, NFL, he looked really good. But then Trubisky also looked really good in preseason uh, from the same draft class. And then we know how he turned out. So He's just a crapshoot. He is a starter again. Maybe. <laughs> I know. Mason Rudolph's coming for that, though. Alex? Um, I haven't watched too much preseason, only the, the Niners and Packers game. And – I mean, I liked what I saw from Trey Lance. I mean, he just went four for five. He played like eleven plays, but yeah. I think he looked good. He looked decisive. Like he, he was doing his checks one two, and he'd either throw it or he'd run, or move around in the pocket or run. I don't know I liked what I saw from him and made me uh, optimistic about this season a little more than I already was. But maybe your boy Dobbs from the Packers maybe draft him before you. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, I. I don't know. It's really hard because, like you said, it's like I hear about how good he is all the time, and and he got a touchdown. Um, my biggest takeaway from preseason was, yeah, like we talked about earlier, was Malik Willis kind of having a really good game. He had a couple of a uh, couple of highlight plays, and I, you know, I remember <clears throat> before the draft, I texted Andrew and said, you know, who are your quarterbacks you like this year? And he said all of them are trash, and I agreed with you for the most part. <laughs> But the one person I actually liked in that QB draft class was Malik Willis. He's always been my favorite from that class. I can't believe how – I guess I can believe how far he fell, but he was the one guy I liked. I was hoping, you know, other teams would get but and maybe give him a chance. But, hey, maybe he'll get a chance this year. He, he looked really good preseason week one. That's about my only take from preseason besides ignoring Jordan Love's interceptions. Definitely had the most potential out of all the rookie QBs, so it's good to see some some good stuff, even if it's preseason. I mean, he did make some flashy plays and everything, you know, but I didn't watch the game. Maybe, like, I watched, like, five minutes of it while I was at work. But they they said, like, even Babel said, you no, know, like, he wasn't decisive. Like, he was kind of yeah. running around a lot. He didn't see something like he just start running. Maybe just that's something he needs to be more patient and – you know that'll that'll come, but yeah, he's oh, yeah. he's athletic right now enough to just run away from everybody in preseason. But that pass that he had, like when he jumped and like threw it like sidearm, that was pretty mm-hmm. nasty. That's a, yeah, that's that's the kind of stuff you want to see. I think, like you said, that other stuff will come with time, and I think you kind of look for the stuff that you can't really teach, and that's it. That's yeah. all I got for preseason. Does anybody else discuss some stuff? Uh, other uh-huh. rookie QB Desmond Ritters looked pretty good. Oh yeah, Falcons. Yeah, good for him. I was a little worried about that whole situation, to be honest. And then throughout preseason, well, week one of preseason, training camp, and all that, 
the receiver Drake London has been going off day after day, making crazy catches. So it's actually looking really, promising. I really do like him. I'm hoping uh, him, Pitts, and Mariota can uh, form something nice out in Atlanta. I'm hoping for Rid- Rid- Ridley, Riddler, for Riddler. <laughs> they do got Ridley too, but not for this year. <laughs> That's not what I meant, but yeah, not true. Yeah, I know. I know you didn't. I forgot they had Calvin Ridley still. They got a lot of good receivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, imagine if they still had him. Uh, Mariota would have an MVP season. No, I'm going to tell you right now, just like the two situation, Mariota's not going to be that good either. I hate to break your heart. Mariota has no offensive line, but you he's not going to be nearly as good as Every team. year he's been in the NFL. Andrew, he, he Andrew, he's not that good on. of a QB. He's not like a, I know. Thank you. I know. I know he went to Oregon, so you have like a soft spot for him. But he's trash. Come he hasn't on. done anything. I'm hey, sorry. it's not because of Oregon. I thought he's. I, I mean, I do like the guy a lot, but um, I do have a like a place in my heart for him way more than Justin Herbert, another Oregon alumni. Look, but like, I gave up on him. Like, this was like his third or fourth year already in the league. There was like a swing pass, somebody going out on a swing pass, and he threw it like five yards over their head. They weren't very far from him, and I was like, "Yep, he's not making it." <laughs> I gave up on him right there. Yeah, I don't have any hope on that either. I'm um, sorry to tell you, I know, I get it. Like you said, I'm just rooting for him. You're, you're still holding on, but I think it's better to let that go, and then you know, then he can't be let down again. It's okay. I've traded him for the other Hawaii QB, uh, mm-hmm. Tua. So. Yeah, good luck with that. Okay, we're going to try something a little different here on the Backseat GM. We're going to go ahead and play a game that I kind of made up, and I hope it goes well. I call it NBA Blackjack, and how it's going to work is I'm going to give both Alex and Andrew two players, just like they were Blackjack cards, and I'm going to say we're looking for x amount of stats so i'm going to say for example i'll say we're looking for 50 points and then i'll give andrew two players say i give him jetty osman and De'Aaron fox andrew will ask for another player if he thinks their combined points does not equal 50 you can't go over if, if you go over you bust just like blackjack you lose so then Andrew would tell me, yes, I'll take another player, and then I'll give him another random player from a player generator, and he will hit or stay from there, and then we'll move on to Alex, and he will do the same thing, and the person who gets closer to 50 without going over will win. First one to five wins the whole thing, and they will win the first official NBA Blackjack trophy. Does that sound good to you guys? Yeah, I'm ready to win this trophy. Yes, sir. Hopefully, I wasn't too confusing for everybody, but the listeners will get it after the first one. They're smart people, from what I've heard. If they're smart, they pick me. They pick me right now. Yeah, you guys make your bets right now. Text me or send down the email on the (laughs) Instagram who you think is going to win. And we're going to post the trophy and the winner on Instagram once we get it. Um, So. I'm going to pass out your guys' first two cards, and we are going to do that scenario. We are looking for 50 points without going over. Understand? Sounds good. Got it, brother. Who wants the first two cards? I want them. All right, Alex, your first two cards are Bogdan Bogdanovich, Bogey. I literally saw his stats today. And John Morant. 
50 points. 50 points. Well, you let me know if you want the, another card. Um, oh, that's a tough one. Because I feel like they're around like 40 points. So maybe like. So if, if you think Andrew can't get closer than that, then maybe just stay. Um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to stay. Okay. Man. I'm going to stay. Andrew? I think that's like 45 points, to be honest. Really? I had to guess. I don't have the answer yet, so. I guess we'll see in a minute, but that's my guess for him, so. Would I you like to hear your that. two cards? Of course. All right, your two cards. Oh, boy, I can tell you right now, it's not as, it's not as easy. Oh, no. <laughs> Darius Baisley. <laughs> oh, no. And Danilo Gallinari. Yeah, I'm glad I went first. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to, oh, my goodness. Uh yeah, I'm definitely gonna. I'd hit, I'd another hit. Player. Yeah, you're def, definitely. You're hitting. Hit. Yeah, definitely. All right, your third card is Nerlens Noel. Ooh. I'm gonna hit again. <laughs> okay, hit again. You got Gabe Vincent in the Miami Heat. Okay. Oh my God, oh my those are all tough. Gosh, I feel like I'm like at 40, but I don't want to <laughs> hit again because I already have like four players. But you know what? I feel like I have to. Don't don't do it, Andrew. You're gonna go over. Do you have to name the players again? You got Gabe Vincent. Hang on, hang on. What's the, okay, since Alex is already locked in, let's go through this together. You got Darius Baisley. What do you think he averages? Probably like nine. Okay. And then you got Gallinari. What do you think he averages? Probably like 15. Okay. And then you got Noel. I, I think a 10 or nine. Nine? Ten, nine. I'll say nine. And then Gabe Vincent. Um... I think like 11 or 10. 10? I don't know about Gabe Vincent, to be honest, but like I don't know how his stats, but I feel like I'm right under where yeah, I think that's like 42, with what you just 43. said. With what you said, it's 43 with your guesses. And I think I think Jaws are like 28, and then I really bogey's at like 17 or 18, if I had to guess. Which what would that be? 28. You'd have to get somebody. 46 or something like that. If you hit again, you're gonna to have to get somebody that's absolutely doesn't, trash. Yeah, so I mean, and you've got a lot of trash players already. It'd be pretty. That's I mean, it's up to you. I'm not. I'm. I'm I, not I, oh, I don't know what Gabe Vincent has. I'm <laughs> not gonna look it up, obviously. Well, tell uh, me, tell me if you're locked in. Or you want a card? I'll lock in just because I don't think I'm getting anyone that low, and I feel like I, if I'm low on someone, it could be good. But right now, I think I might be one or two lower than Alex. All right, Alex, with your first two cards, you combined four, 42 points, with John Moran oh. averaging 27 and Bogey averaging 15. Alex, okay. Andrew, you're very close on that. Andrew, you thought Baisley averaged nine, he averaged 11. Okay. You thought Gallinari averaged 15, he averaged 12. Okay. You, you thought Nerlens Noel averaged nine, he averaged three. And you said average 10, he averaged nine. You ended up at 35. Oh my gosh. What Let's the go. heck? I thought Noel actually like did something last year. <laughs> I don't I guess not. <laughs> three? I would not I would not have guessed three either. Holy crap. So Alex with one point. I was pretty close on. too. I said yeah, you I said I was probably three. around 40. Yeah, so I was around 40. Yeah, you got 42, which is very, very lucky for his two cards, I do have to say. 
my gosh, Noel. Yeah. First of all, first Noel was a bust, and now he's ruining my my stinking. Uh... <laughs> That's one zero. All right, for the next round, we have the number is twenty assists. We're going for twenty assists, and some Andrew. Since you lost last round, you're going to get your first two cards first. And your players are Seth Curry and Tyrese Halliburton. Oh, wow. okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit. Okay. Oh. And your next player is Herder, Kevin Herder. Oh. Did you say oh Seth Curry? God. I did Seth Curry, yeah. not Steph. Seth. Okay. 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 Seth probably has. I don't even know how many minutes he got last year, to be honest. But I'm sure he doesn't have more than. Um, more he doesn't have more than five assists for sure. Um, Tyrese. Um, Tyrese probably has eight to nine, if I had to guess. So that put me at like, uh, like thirteen ish, and then Kevin Herter. Can't have more than three or four. He has to be at like sixteen. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit, and I assume I'm around sixteen right now. To okay. maybe seventeen. So you're hoping for somebody with under four assists. Mm-hmm. And your next hit is Michael Porter Jr. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna sit All on right. that. All right, Alex. That means your two cards are Kristaps Porzingis and Buddy Hield. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, de- I'm definitely hitting on that. Okay. Because I feel mm-hmm. like Buddy's maybe around five, Kristoff three, something like that. You got Terrence Mann from the Clippers. Please tell me that's the right man. Yeah, it's the right okay. man this time. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely hitting, I think, one more time at least. All right. And you got Damian Lillard. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I'm stopping there. All right. We have a problem. You guys both finished with 15. Oh, dang it. Exactly? Like, what about a point something? Is that? I did not do the point something. I think we um, should for the tiebreaker. Oh, gosh. That might take me a little while. <laughs> how, about, how about, here's what I'm going to do. I have one Just... more name on this list. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you both kind of a similar. Over under. I'm going to ask you, well, yeah, you whoever's guys are going to tell me whoever's closer. And you could go halves on this one. It doesn't have to be a, a whole number. The player okay. is Miles Bridges for the point. Andrew? Oh, no. Andrew knows more about him than me. I don't know if I do. Miles Bridges. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, mm, I'm going to say 3.9. Okay. We're pretty close. I was going to say 4.5, 4.5. The exact number from last year was 3.8. Oh, oh, let's go. Dang. I think Andrew looked it up. Nah. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. So we are tied at one apiece. We're playing to three. And for our next game, we're going to go to 45 is the number. Cool. And we're going with rebounds. All right. Okay. I like it. Uh, so this time, Alex is going to go first. So your first player you're going to get is Lonzo Ball and Willie Cauley-Stein. Ooh. I know, like, Willie's supposed to get a lot of rebounds, but I doubt he had a lot of rebounds last year. I don't think he played very much at all. 
So yeah, I'm definitely hitting. All right, Probably a next, few times. Your next player is Michael Conley. Ah, man. Hit again. All right. You sure next, you got enough players for this? I do. <laughs> your next player is Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon. Oh, yeah, I'm hitting again. All right. Your next player is Mike Muscala. I don't even know much about him, so yeah, I'm hitting again. Yeah. All right. Your next player is David Nawabe on the Rockets. Oof. What am I at? Five players now? You are at five. Well, this is your six. See, I oh he's six? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was five. Okay. All right. I'm going to go one more, and I think I'm going to stop after that. All right. Hopefully, it's not someone. Your last player, I'm actually not sure if you played this year, so I'm going to actually give you a different one, is going to be Drew Holiday. Yeah. I'll stick, I'll stick there. I'll stop. All right. There. All right. I th- if I had a guess, I would say he's probably around 32. And we're, the number is 45, you said, correct? Mm-hmm. All right. So, Andrew, your players are your first two. You got Otto Porter Jr. Okay. And DeLon Wright. Okay. Well, I oh. hit, obviously. Okay. Yeah, I doubt they average 20 rebounds piece. So. <laughs> you never know. DeLon Wright is. Uh... Triple double machine. All right, your next player is Contavious Caldwell Pope. Um. Okay, I'm gonna hit. Obviously, yeah. Okay. You, you got a while to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you got Kevin Durant. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna hit. Okay. Then you got Dante Exum. Dante I'm hit. Trash. Then you got. Kevin Porter Jr. Mm, okay, I'm going to hit. You're getting closer, though, Andrew. I think you're like at 44 now. So We're making Zach work for it. We're having this generator is giving us a bunch of guards. <laughs> All right, Andrew, your next player is yeah. Juan Toscano-Anderson. Um, okay, I'm going to hit again. I'm pretty sure you average like 12 rebounds. I think you sure? probably – I think I'm probably around like 35, 36. This is kind of risky, but – I don't know if I'm exactly above you. I, mean, I think I might be right above you. I don't know, but I'm going to take the risk. All right. You could get a big player, you know. Your next player is Aaron Baines. Yeah, I'm going to sit. I'm going to sit. I feel like I'm probably at, like, 42. I probably, you think like, you just passed him by a little bit? I, I feel like I'm, like, five above you, if I had to guess. I'm around there. All right. Let me go ahead and add these up. So, after tallying up your scores, Alex... The number was 45. You finished mm-hmm. with 27. Oh, my God. <laughs> what did like that. two <laughs> rebounds, three rebounds. Yeah, your, your, your averages were five, six, three, two, three, three, and five. Yeah. Andrew, you had an extra player on yours. Mm-hmm. You finished with 32. 
Right, I'll take it. Barely stolen that one. I'll take it. Uh, let's see. KD was the only person. Actually, there was two people that were above five in that whole thing. So was Aaron Baines? Aaron Baines was five. Mm, gotcha. Yeah, All right. we could have gone on there. I, I figured I was under. Yeah. Like, that was already that was going a little while. So I was like, I'll just stop. See what I'm at. All right. Round number four. The score is two to one. Andrew is in the lead. That means Alex, you are going to get the first two cards. We are going back All to right. and we are going to 50 again. Your first two players are Patrick Beverly and Danny Green. All right. Well, I don't really like those, <laughs> but so I'm going to hit. All right. Jeff Green. Oh, God. You're making me work for this one. Last time it was my first two cards and I was done. <laughs> I'm hitting again. I'm hitting again. DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, I think I'm getting a little closer now. So, uh, who do I have again? Danny Green. Um, DeAndre. You got Patrick Beverly, Danny Green, Jeff Green, and DeAndre Ayton. I have to win. So, just hit me again one more time. One more time? Okay. Yeah, just. Yeah, hit me one more time because I, I have I have to win. I have to beat Andrew this time, or I'm gonna lose. So hit me one more time. Isaac Okoro. Oh, of course it's your boy. Let's just go ahead and stop there because I think I'm I think I'm in the forties. All right, dude. You, I feel like you're like right around fifty. Like that scares <laughs> me. Like either right below or right over or something. You're like right there. All right, Andrew. Your two cards you're starting with are Jordan Poole. And Tyler Hero. Okay. I think Hero got 20 point okay. something. And I think Hero got 18 point something. So I think I'm at like 39-ish. Triple 38 if you round it or whatever. Um, 38, 39. So I have to hit again. Okay. Obi Toppin. Ooh, what did Toppin get? I feel like he was like – I feel like Toppin was only like 7 or 8 to be honest. Um. I feel like Pretty I'm close, at, Andrew. I feel like I'm at 45 to 47, so I'm gonna stay. You're positive you're staying. I have to, unfortunately. Okay. This guy's is honestly insane how good you did. Let me tell you, this was crazy. So, Alex, when you hit the eight and one, you <laughs> were at 42. So you needed Isaac Okoro to average eight or less. Oh, he averaged 8.9. So no. I rounded up to nine and you got to 51. <laughs> right around oh, 50. Oh Andrew God. literally said you're probably right above 50 or right below it. You were very, very, very close. And then you go to Andrews. Ah, dang it. See, you go to Andrews when he hit pool and hero together, had 40. When he hit that, Obi Toppin averaged nine. Thank you at 49. Oh, <laughs> go. Oh, you guys God. did so good. I had some good guesses with the points. See, I, I knew I had to hit again because I did. knew I was I was a little a little oh, you, too low. You did everything right. Win. You were about half a point off from uh, getting exactly 50 and beating Andrews 49, which would have been insane. If All the right. average like five yeah. points less. Oh yeah, then you would have been the other way. Won. All right, congratulations to Andrew on our first ever game on the show, our first ever NBA blackjack. He's going to be 
taking a picture with that trophy <laughs> and putting it on Instagram once he gets it. Make sure you follow over there at the Backseat GM. And, uh, yeah, that's a good point. I should have said that. Maybe you guys will, uh, yeah, see me holding that thing. <laughs> Deservedly. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of the Backseat GM. Please go follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at the Backseat GM. Andrew, you got any closing statements? Uh, just as always, to keep it spicy. Alex? Um. Keep it spicy. All right. Of course, keep it spicy. See you next week.